Western New York through Southern Ontario. We're with you all along the way. 99.5 WDCX FM, WDCX HD1, and AM 970 WDCZ Buffalo. Welcome to Hope Reigns, a show brought to you by Eight Days of Hope, where we share God-sized stories from the mission field all around the country. Now, live from the WDCX studios, here are your hosts, Steve Tiber and Mike Fiella. Here on Hope Reigns, Steve Tiber along with Mike Fiella. Mike, good morning. On this Saturday morning, you are off and rolling, aren't you? I am awake and ready to go. Are you awake, though? Well, I don't look like it because my (laughs) eyes are still red because of all the pollen in the air, but uh, that cup of coffee does wonders. I know, and you walked in with one, too, man. You're not supposed to envy Uh, something, but... I should have brought you one. No, you know what? I I don't need... need You don't even want to know what time I got up this morning. Um, I'm going to have to ask, what oh my gosh. did you do? It that? wasn't planned, I promise you. But do you ever wake up, and there was nothing really on my mind, but you, you wake up and now you just, now you don't want to wake up your bride. And so, anyways, right. it started with a three. That's all I'll say. Are you kidding me? I know. Because this morning, this morning, uh, it, this morning, unless that's <laughs> how good I'm doing this morning, the same thing happened. It was about 3.30-ish. Oh, my gosh. I wasn't upset about anything. But I, I don't know, stir my bride sure. up either. I went down to the couch, and I'm thinking, I'm Looking over some music, I'm looking over some sort of stuff for the show. Oh, going, you should have texted me. I was up at three fifteen. <laughs> I promise you. So now, you know, I, you know, I, I go in the living room, turn on, you know, ESPN, see what's going on, and you know, uh, sit there looking at my emails and all mm. that. But but anyways, I um, did think about you, but I didn't. Nah, it's, it's text all good, you, but man. Anyway, well, man, we're so glad you've uh, you've joined us this morning on this beautiful day. We're going to get a chance to meet with um, James Roberson. All right. Uh, James is a leader of a ministry called 516. He's based in Virginia. He's a missionary with Eight Days of Hope. Okay. And last year led uh, during some of our rapid response trips. Remember okay. last year while we were in Houston rebuilding, oh, back to back. Florence came <laughs> to North Carolina, Hurricane Michael yep. came to Florida, and, and we have two rapid response managers, and we were tapped out, and James was kind enough to step up and lead, and boy, was, he's a great leader. And that was his first time to take it was. a leadership role like that? Yes. Oh, that's a lot of responsibility, it is, but I think as you get to know him a little bit more, too, through this interview, you'll understand why James left the music industry. Now, not the music industry like, you know, he's recording, but his family owned a music store in Virginia, okay. and now he serves the Lord for full time. Oh, my. And uh, some, some cool stuff. We'll hear from James here in a little bit. But so much is going on, Mike. We are five weeks, five weeks from this morning. We're going to see over 1,000 people here in Buffalo for the largest volunteer uh, effort ever in the city of Buffalo mm. when Eight Days of Hope Buffalo is here on July 20th. Isn't it exciting? Oh I my mean, gosh, it's we're coming! Both, we're both Buffalo natives and we've been working with Eight Days of Hope. Well, you, you're the founder and CEO of it now, but you know, all these years back in Buffalo with this kind of a Eight Days of Hope event and the it, excitement that's going on. Yeah, and we're going to really do our best to make it feel just like a regular rebuilding trip after a disaster. Now, there was no disaster in Buffalo. But uh, just to remind the listeners out there, we, uh, we partner with some inner-city churches uh, in the University District, and we're going to help 100 families repair their homes. We see contractors locally jumping on board. Volunteers have signed up from 25 states. Um, we're on our way to 600, so you know I feel real good that we're going to hit that 1,000, 1,200, maybe even more than that. That's awesome. Uh, yeah, we can't wait. But five weeks from today, go to our website, 8 Days of Hope. Dot com. Watch the promotional video. It's a two-minute video. And meet Miss Doris. Miss Doris, she's a widowed oh, yes. veteran of 29 years. <laughs> she was the first black intelligence officer in the okay. Army for the United States. Wow. And we're going to do some work on her house yes. to help her get 
oh, ahead yes. of the game instead oh, of behind. But, yep, know. we're going to do a roof. We're going to paint our house and do some other things. And, again, you don't have to be a skilled professional. Uh, we're family-friendly. My kids will be there, all of them. Well, most of them. I don't even know how many I have today. It's, it just seems like every day <laughs> I look up and I feel like we've added another one some along, along the path. But um, very family-friendly. Go to our website. Read the FAQs, Frequently Asked Questions, and learn more about 8 Days Old Buffalo. But five weeks from today, Mike, oh you'll be leading worship in the morning. Oh, I'm telling you, I'm looking forward to it. I'm, I've talked to some of the other worship leaders that are associated with Eight Days of Hope. They're coming in and we're making plans. Good. And uh, just looking forward to the Good. just the whole atmosphere. And this morning we still have some leaders in who've come around from the country this past week. I think about 20, 22 people came in, and they met some of the 100 of the hundred families we'll be serving. And a lot of sweet time of prayer and ministry. Yes. And, uh, boy, it is amazing. There is something for everybody. We're going to do something at Roosevelt Park. Uh, in the city um, during that outreach with a sports camp more on that in another week or two uh, but again for more information go to our website eightdaysofhope.com boy mike disasters continue to come across america it, it it's uncanny or what's the, the right word every time you go to the news and you look um somebody's being flooded somebody got hit with her i mean arkansas i mean the, the video that you sent me and i i just play it and play it and play it and pray it and pray over it because mm. I cannot imagine five feet of water in your house. I've never seen that other than after the fact and watch. But right. I mean, uh, these people are just in desperate need of help, support, prayer, finances. So we need mm. to send finances in to make this happen so we can be the hands and feet of Jesus in Arkansas. And they're on their way. They're there already. They're today. there. Yeah, they've been serving this past week, Chris Childs and I think about 13 of our leaders are there. Our equipment is there. We have shower trailers and bobcats and mud out kits and and, mm. and chain. I mean, everything you would need for a disaster. We're going to be there for anywhere from four to five weeks. And so if you have some flexibility in your schedule, I know that this is archived on our website. Maybe you live down south. Maybe you live up north and you've got some time and you've got some frequent flyer miles. Man, what a great way. <laughs> I promise you, church uh, listeners, when, when you go on a mission trip, you might come home tired. It's not like the beach. I get it. But your heart will be full. But we're going to be in Arkansas for the next four or five weeks. Uh, you can volunteer for as little as one day. You do need to be 18 years of age, Mike, on those trips, okay. though. Are we building trips like in Buffalo any age? But because it's an active disaster site, right. there's still a lot of towns with water in it, Mike. Yeah, they got to be very careful and the work that's being done. A lot of it's hard labor. You're mudding, like you just said, and you're ripping out drywall and stuff. But you just, it's, it's, could be a little disastrous if you don't know what you're yeah. doing. Yeah. Well, you uh, know, yesterday good. I was talking to someone on the phone. And it was a 65-year-old lady. He says, you know, I'm not, I'm not very good with my hands. And I said, you know, ma'am, if you could um, go through someone's belongings with a, a family member who's trying to figure out what they can salvage or not, oh, just something as simple as that. It's simple in our minds, mm -hmm. but to those families we're serving, it's uh, immeasurable. Everybody gets changed. You mentioned it just a few minutes ago. The people that are being served down there, they're really, we're giving them hope. And mm -hmm. the person that is serving is getting so much, too. Could you imagine in a house helping somebody go through their belongings? Pictures, particularly, like you just said, and the tears that are shed. You know, the hugs that are given and the prayers that are offered up. That's what Eight Days of Hope is all about. Well, if you can go to Arkansas again, please go to our website and uh, just uh, read the FAQs on that. If you have any questions, email us. But pretty much the FAQs cover it. Five weeks from today, over a 1,000 people will be in the city of Buffalo. 
uh, many of them from around the country. And if you live local and you've been looking to get involved in something much bigger than you, I promise ADs Hope is much bigger than Mike and I. That's right. God is moving um, through different denominations to be his hands and feet of his son. Go to our website. But five weeks from today, our first full day of serving, July 20th, I can't wait. I'm looking Can't forward wait. to it. You know, you may mention that it really hasn't been a disaster here in Buffalo, but I've gone out in some of the assessing and some mm. of the houses. The need is just as great. Yeah, and, and people just don't have the means. Some right. some of these elderly couples that I've met, you know, I've met a couple widows that we're serving. You know, they have one has no children. Right. Her husband, you know, she lost about ten years ago. She's living on a Social Security check. And, and she has no money to pour in her house. So, again, go to our website, 8daysofhope.com, to learn more about that effort. Well, we're really excited about this next upcoming guest, James Roberson. Hang out with us. We're going to be back here in a minute on Hope Rain. Steve Tiber, Mike Fiella on WDCX. Have you ever felt a kindred spirit with another person, church, or ministry? You know when there's that instant connection with their heart and values? Hey friends, this is Pete Jankowski, lead pastor of Life Church Buffalo. Like so many of you, we became super fans of Eight Days of Hope the moment we were introduced to them. I mean, how can you not? They make God's agenda number one which is to bring hope, love, and restoration to others. That totally resonates with the heart of Life Church. Maybe some of you have yet to make that kind of connection with a local church family. If so, then I'm here to give you a big invitation to check out Life Church this Sunday. Our desire is to make room for people at every stage of belief, to be a community that experiences God every time we're together, to grow our faith in accessible ways, and, like Eight Days of Hope, to devote ourselves to bring the hope and love of Jesus to our world so that those far from God may be brought closer to Him. For service times and information, head over to lifechurchbuffalo.com because everyone can get in on this. Kingdom Bound 2019, New York's largest Christian music festival is coming to Darien Lake Theme Park July 28th through the 31st for four amazing days. Experience the best in Christian music with For King and Country, Crowder, Bethel Music, Danny Gokey, Passion Music, and dozens more artists and speakers this summer at Kingdom Bound. Camp on grounds or commute each day and experience all the festival has to offer for the entire family. Find out more and register today at kingdombound.org. That's kingdombound.org. Eight Days of Hope has traveled the country loving and serving families by helping them rebuild their homes for free after a natural disaster. Now, Eight Days of Hope is launching a new initiative called Eight Days of Hope Buffalo. This eight-day outreach will be serving 100 families with the repairs of their homes in the University District in the city of Buffalo. From July 19th to July 26th, you'll have a chance to experience Eight Days of Hope with your friends and volunteers from around the country. Please go to 8daysofhope.com to learn more about this outreach. 8 Days of Hope is a family-friendly ministry. There'll be something for everyone to do. We need skilled volunteers who know how to paint, do carpentry work, roofing, flooring, plumbing, and electrical work as well. We'll also need less skilled volunteers to help with landscaping, cleanup, and with our feeding team. 8 Days of Hope Buffalo from July 19th to the 26th. Come and serve with us for at least three full days and enjoy a free day the following week at Kingdom Bound at Six Flags Darien Lake. Again, for more information, go to 8daysofhope.com. Welcome back to Hope Reigns. To join Steve and Mike, call 716-883-5000 or 1-800-684-2848. Well, back at you here on Hope Rain, Steve Tiber, Mike Fiala on this Saturday morning, five weeks from Eight Days of Hope Buffalo. Again, go to the website, check it out, read the FAQs, bring your kids, bring your brother, your sister, your mother, 
<laughs> Your uncle as well. So he's gonna, we got, <laughs> uncle Vinny, Uncle Tony, yeah. Jimmy, Jack, bring them all, man. 8daysofhope.com. Uh, back back at you, though, Mike Fiel and Steve Tiber. Mike, uh, I can't wait for our listeners to get to learn more about James. I um, want to welcome James Roberson to the show this morning. James, good morning. How are you? Good morning. How are you doing? Good, brother. Well, welcome from, from Fredericksburg, Virginia. Yeah. How are you, brother? You are wide open, man. Every time I'm 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 watching you on social media, you know, Mike and I are thinking we're busy, but but I think you've got yeah. us beat. I, I'm I'm trying to uh, keep it keep things rolling. That's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> All right, James. So give the listeners they they don't know who you are. Of course, Mike and I do. You're a an ambassador. So you're one of the 152 volunteer leaders with Eight Days of Hope. But you do so much more than Eight Days of Hope. So why don't we just step back a little bit? Give us a quick minute long bio of your your wife and, and, and your career, and, and yeah, just kind of give us a little history of who you are and uh, all that good stuff. Sure, absolutely. Yeah, so um, Jill and I have been married for 13 years. Uh, we've got three kids. Uh, Emma's 11, Margaret is 7, and Sutton uh, turned 6 actually on Thursday this week. Oh, wow. And so um, we, uh, we kind of, uh, you know, grew up in Fredericksburg. Uh, she and I actually met in high school, kind of dated off and on. And then uh, when she was in college is when we kind of got serious um, and ended up uh, getting married and everything. And then, uh, so, yeah, so from there, um, I was a professional firefighter for 10 years mm, and um, started uh, getting involved in church. And uh, through that, uh, started getting involved in some mission stuff and uh, really found that that was uh, – that was my calling. I, you know, I have, I have no doubt. And so, um, as of last year, I'm, I'm full time uh, doing the mission stuff with uh, with Eight Days of Hope and with the ministry I run at home. Wow, James. So, do I understand you were working also in the family business? Yeah. So, um, yeah, my my parents uh, started a music store um, prior, before I was even born, and so literally grew up in that. Um, I was there from about five days old on. And so, yeah, so got a, a strong business background, uh, was working for them um, up until I, I went full-time in the mission field. And uh, that, that's actually kind of a story in itself. I was, I was working, and uh, it was July of uh, 2018, and I had known for a while that God was calling me uh, to do the mission work full-time, and I kept on, I, I basically just kept on saying no. I kept on saying, this is crazy, you know, I, I don't know how to do this, I, I don't how would I get a paycheck? You know, how would our bills get paid? You know, I can't be away from the family and travel, you know, all these different excuses I kept coming up with. And, um, you know, one by one, he just kind of kept knocking the excuses away and uh, looking at me like, hey, you know, I've, I've been telling you this. You've got to listen to me. And so, yeah, it was, it was one day in July of last year. Um, I was literally I was at work, everything, you know, going along, and it just, it just hit me. Um, wow. And so I, I walked into my mom's office. And I said, hey, I got to go. I'm done. I'm sorry. And she kind of looked at me a little bit puzzled and um, says, okay, well, you know, see you tomorrow. Love you. Is everything okay? <laughs> see you tomorrow. And, uh, <laughs> Be here at 8 like, tomorrow, well, James. Be here at 8. <laughs> right. I, was like, I was like, well, actually, n- no, not really. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm done. I'm not coming back tomorrow. Like, this is not what I'm supposed to be doing. This is not what God has called me to do. Um, and, and, and she's a Christian, so, but she's still, like, she kind of looked at me like, are, are you sure, like, you know, are you, are you, think about what you're saying, you know, go home, sleep on it, you know. Um, and, uh, it, you know, it, it took her a little while to, to kind of come on board and understand. But once once she and I had time to, uh, you know, a few days later to really sit down and talk, uh, she, she's been behind me 100%. 
You know, yeah. and James, I've worked in a family business. A lot of parents assume that their kids will just take over one day. They'll sell them the business. They'll work out an agreement. But, you know, right. it, and you and I talked many times before that day because I remember you calling me like that week saying what you just done because we had talked about it and prayed about it for, for a while. I mean, it wasn't a, a two-month, you know, let the pros and cons type of thing. You, you, when was your first mission trip? Maybe let's start there with, with Eight Days of Hope and talk a little bit about Project 516 and what all that means. Yeah. So, so yeah, so my, my first you know, kind of mission experience was probably around 2007. Uh, at the the church that I was oh, going yeah. to then, we had, I, I was newly newly saved and you know kind of a local mission type of thing, um, and then through that, um, and of course I went to I went to church with uh, with Chris Child, and so he introduced me to Eight Days of Hope, and so my first trip with Eight Days of Hope was 2013, um, and that was you, you know it was it was always interesting because I showed up down there not really knowing what to expect, um, you know I went down with a group from church. And, uh, you know, we, we ended up tent camping, and that was the one of the trips where it rained wow. like crazy. And so our tents were, you know, <laughs> lakefront property <laughs> and some in the lake. <laughs> of course it rained every day the, the one time you bring a tent, right? Yeah. Oh, me. <laughs> um, but, uh, but it was just, you know, it was, it was an amazing experience. And that was um, prior to that, you know, we had been doing a, a project back home uh, after the earthquake in Louisa, Virginia. And during that time, I really started to kind of feel, you know, God putting some stuff on me and, and, and sort of saying, hey, you know, here, this is where you're supposed to be. And I, I was taking days off work to go do these projects. I was going at night, you know, after uh, I would get off work, I'd go at night and, you know, paint and, and, you know, prep stuff for the next day for the volunteers coming in. And so I really was getting this feeling like, hmm, there's something, there's something here. Um, and then on that Eight Days of Hope trip, um, I just I, I had a, a comfort and a peace over me that whole time that I had never really experienced before, um, and then that kept on happening. Like each each trip that I would go on, that 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 peace and that comfort just kept on being there, and uh, you know I would be praying about it, and God just really He really made it clear to me probably around you know later part of 2014, early part of 2015. And uh, I should have just listened to him then, you know. Um, but I, I kept uh, I kept making those excuses, and um, so then you know, toward the end of 2015, um, we had actually we moved back to Fredericksburg. We were living a little bit closer to Richmond. We moved back to Fredericksburg, uh, and like you said, the intent was I was going to take over the family business. You know, uh, have a, a couple years of of time there where you know my parents would be working and I'd be working, sort of getting everything squared away, and then I would take it over and, and carry it on. Um, the latter part of 2015, you know, God really put it on my heart that I was supposed to be doing more at home. And so uh, I started 516 Project, and uh, basically that's just a, a you know, a, I guess regional uh, ministry where we help folks that need repairs to their homes. We do a lot of wheelchair ramps, uh, roofing repairs, uh, remodel bathrooms to make them handicap accessible, um, all the way down to just basic yard work. We've got quite a few widows that we, you know, every couple of weeks we mow their grass, you know, weed the flower beds, stuff like that. And so, um, you know, through that, uh, I've been able to make, you know, even more connections in the area and everything. And then, and then through that, I've been able to recruit some more people to come on Eight Days of Hope trips, which has been kind of fun. So, so James, so, it, so, so James, you go on a missions trip, and 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 while you're serving, God gives you a vision to start your own nonprofit. So you 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 are. You have a nonprofit. Is that is that true? 
Right. Okay. So during this whole journey, because I'm hearing about how excited you are and how God told you to leave, you know, the, the music business and leave the family business, and God wants you to start this nonprofit, and you know, you want to do missions full time. Where's Jill, your wife, in this whole process? Mm, is she yeah. is she there on day number one with pom poms in the air? Go, James, go! <laughs> or or what, tell us a little bit about because so many people in the world, you know, they wake up one morning, they they say a prayer, they spend some time devotion, and they believe that God tells them that moment, and He can speak in a moment because He has spoken to me in a moment. But but when you're married and you have a family and you're working for a business and you're providing for their family, there's so many things that go into that decision. Where was Jill in this whole process? Yeah, so, you know, um, the, the Bible says, I mean, when you find a good wife, you're blessed. And I am I am beyond blessed. I mean, I, I can't even imagine, uh, I can't imagine life without Jill, and I, I can't even begin to explain what an amazing woman she is. Um, she, she, she's been, I'll say, 90% on board since the get-go. Um, you know, and, and the only reason I say 90% is because I did kind of a poor job communicating some things to her mm. initially. Okay. Um, and so that was, you know, that was on me. Um, so, for instance, um, you know, when I showed up at home a little early that one day, she's kind of like, huh, because uh, she, she works in the school system. She's a uh, school counselor. And so she was home in the summer. And so here I am, you know, middle of the day in July showing up at home. She's kind of like, oh, it's nice to see you home. What's going on? I'm like, oh, I couldn't <laughs> Oh, boy. <laughs> so, uh, we, we didn't, I didn't exactly communicate that very well. Oh, man. Um, but, um, you know, we had talked about it, of course, you know, prior to that happening, I had gone through the missionary training um, with, with Eight Days of Hope and Global Outreach, and, and, and she knew the, the call was on my life. We, you know, we had discussed that. Um, we just hadn't quite discussed, you know, that timing of it, you know. Um, mm-hmm. But, no, she, is, she has been 100% on board. She is, uh, oh, my gosh, she is incredible. Um, so- it, it blows my mind every day that I, you know, I get to have her as a wife and, and do life with her. So, so James, tell us. I mean, now that's all in place. Jill's on board. <laughs> the family's on board. Your mom's still loving you. Uh, kidding me with yeah. that. Uh, now, so you're in the mission field now. What are what what comes to your mind? You know, like a real God-sized story that somebody can hear that really moved moved you and moved in the situation. What's what's a God story? Yeah. So one of the ones that. Um, that always pops in my mind, and, and the reason it pops in my mind is actually because me and, and one of the guys from this story are still very good friends, and this is how we became friends. Um, but it was actually on the uh, South Carolina Eight Days of Hope trip, and I go into the, the job room. I was one of the job leaders, and I, I pick a job, and I'm thinking, okay, you know, I can I can handle this as long as I've gotten some good people, and get some materials together, the tools together, and you know, grab the the sheet and leave my phone number for the folks to sign up uh, to be able to call me and, you know, get some instructions and stuff. <clears throat> I get out to the job, and it's, it's a roof job. And at this point, I've, I've done a few job, a few, a few roof jobs in the past uh, through uh, the stuff we were doing at home and everything. So I had a, a basic idea of roofing. I would, at that point, I would definitely still consider myself an amateur. And I pull up to this house, and it's a little bit bigger than I expected. <laughs> of course um, it goes. There, yeah. <laughs> There, there's, there's a couple areas on the roof where there's some valleys and some sort of, you know, some technical areas where the shingles and everything have to be done just right so it won't leak. And I'm looking at it thinking, oh, shoot, I don't know how to do this. Oh, um, you oh, know, boy. and so um, and then I look at the, the sign up thing that I had grabbed. And I hadn't really read the bottom part of it where people actually signed their names. And I look at it and realize only two other people had signed up and uh, they pulled in kind of just behind me. And it was a, a lady and a, a younger, uh, probably teenage uh, son. And of course, you know, they didn't have any roofing experience. So uh, 
we literally just we just stood there and I said, okay, you know, we need to pray. And so we prayed, um, and I was just about to call. Uh, um, Todd Kandel was the, the project manager over that region. And I was just about to call him and say, help. <laughs> you know, um, white, and, fla- white flag in the air. Yeah, yeah, yeah well, something's wrong here. <laughs> uh, I, was, so I was just about to call him, and a couple trucks pulled in the driveway. And, you know, I see the truck, and I'm like, all right, these guys, these look like they know what they're doing. Yeah, they got a truck. They boxes and everything. Yeah, so we're one step closer already. Um, so these couple guys jump out with their families. Um, turns out they're both contractors, uh, very experienced with roofing. Oh, um, and then after them, a couple other folks show up. So we end up with Thank a pretty good sized crew. Awesome. Uh, and then these two guys that were expert roofers. And so we were able to get up there and knock that project out. That's great. Um, awesome. And, but that one is, it always sticks in my mind. Cause, uh, a guy named Justin is one of those guys that showed up oh, neat. and, uh, he and I just kind of hit it off, and, and since then we've stayed in touch and everything. Uh, and so it was just—it was one of those moments where, you know, I prayed, and you know, Justin was literally the answer to my prayer. You know, mm. you know God, God is—we're we're gonna have to go to break here in a minute, James. But God is Jehovah Jireh, Mike. Absolutely. He provides to so many of us, to mm. all of us, with so many of our requests. He doesn't answer every prayer the way we want him to answer it, but James, he showed up in a big way for oh, for you that day. You know, we've heard Chris Child's testimony about uh, in Smithville, Mississippi, where, you know, he had like five ladies from the choir and two <laughs> youth, and, and he, yep. he, you know, they want we want him to build a house in eight oh, days. Wow. And uh, yep. but, but God God moves, and, and he does those things. And, and once again, he showed up, uh, James, in, in a big way. Uh, uh, brother, we're going to come back to you in a second. Hey, you're listening to Hope Reigns with Mike Fiel and Steve Tiber, um, a weekly show of Eight Days of Hope. We're, t- we're broadcasting from WDCX. Niagara Gutter loves the Western New York community. They've been serving residential and commercial clients here since 1962. Their team of trained professionals is focused on providing customers with the absolute best service and quality possible. Niagara Gutter takes pride in going above and beyond your expectations. That's why they're trusted by the best in the business. They have an A-plus rating with the Better Business Bureau for 15 consecutive years, an A rating with Angie's List for 12 consecutive years, and were awarded the Angie's List Super Service Award for three years straight. Let Niagara Gutter service your home. Check out their website at niagara-gutter.com to read reviews of their service. Or call them today for an estimate at 695-3500. Mention 8 Days of Hope to receive a 10% discount on your gutter service. Niagara Gutter. Western New York's leading residential and commercial gutter provider. Have you ever felt a kindred spirit with another person, church, or ministry? You know when there's that instant connection with their heart and values? Hey friends, this is Pete Jankowski, lead pastor of Life Church Buffalo. Like so many of you, we became super fans of Eight Days of Hope the moment we were introduced to them. I mean, how can you not? They make God's agenda number one which is to bring hope, love, and restoration to others. That totally resonates with the heart of Life Church. Maybe some of you have yet to make that kind of connection with a local church family. If so, then I'm here to give you a big invitation to check out Life Church this Sunday. Our desire is to make room for people at every stage of belief, to be a community that experiences God every time we're together, to grow our faith in accessible ways, and, like Eight Days of Hope, to devote ourselves to bring the hope and love of Jesus to our world so that those far from God may be brought closer to Him. For service times and information, head over to lifechurchbuffalo.com because everyone can get in on this. 
Eight Days of Hope has traveled the country loving and serving families by helping them rebuild their homes for free after a natural disaster. Now, Eight Days of Hope is launching a new initiative called Eight Days of Hope Buffalo. This eight-day outreach will be serving 100 families with the repairs of their homes in the University District in the city of Buffalo. From July 19th to July 26th, you'll have a chance to experience Eight Days of Hope with your friends and volunteers from around the country. Please go to 8daysofhope.com to learn more about this outreach. 8 Days of Hope is a family-friendly ministry. There'll be something for everyone to do. We need skilled volunteers who know how to paint, do carpentry work, roofing, flooring, plumbing, and electrical work as well. We'll also need less skilled volunteers to help with landscaping, cleanup, and with our feeding team. 8 Days of Hope Buffalo from July 19th to the 26th. Come and serve with us for at least three full days and enjoy a free day the following week at Kingdom Bound at Six Flags Darien Lake. Again, for more information, go to 8daysofhope.com. This is Hope Reigns. To join the conversation, call 716-883-5000 or 1-800-684-2848. We are back on Hope Reigns, Steve Tyler and Mike Fiala. I told you I got up at 3 in the morning and my tongue is not like operating like it's it start, should be operating. It's, it's starting to get a little You think loose. so? Yeah, oh, my gosh. You're doing great. Okay. <laughs> you're, so, you're so kind. Uh, we like cheer each other on. You can do it, Mike. Steve, yes. Go, Steve, go. We are so excited to have this guest on, though. James Roberson is one of the 152 leaders, volunteer okay. leaders for Eight Days of Hope. He lives in Virginia. He has started a ministry called 516. James, good morning again. James, what's the website for the ministry that you lead? Do you, you guys have a website? Yeah, we have a site. It's, uh, it's www.516project.org. 516project.org. Now, James, yep. you left the business world, and you know you mm-hmm. probably were making a little bit more than ten bucks an hour, and and, <laughs> and and now you're a missionary and you raise your own support. I know there's people out there that have been praying about becoming missionaries, and they really get nervous about how are they going to make ends meet. And I just I couple. Couple simple questions. I'll get to the real questions. Did you eat three meals yesterday, James? I did. Do you have a safe house to live in? I do. I have a feeling right now you're wearing clothes. <laughs> Thank you, Jesus. Oh, Where's you going? Yeah. Okay. You, you, you did get up early in the morning. Okay. Okay. My point is, God provides. We we, we get so stressed out by so many things in life. So, James, right. walk the listener down the journey of someone who left the comforts of working getting a weekly paycheck, you always know it's going to be there, to to living on faith. What what does that all mean to you? It was, it, well, it still is a, a huge learning curve on, on many fronts. Um, one, of the, one of the first things that I had to learn, so I'll, I'll be honest, finance is probably my, my biggest struggle point in faith. Really? Um, and I think that comes, you know, from from growing up in business and it kind of always being, you know, Hey, we've got to, we've got to, we have to, I have to, we have to, you know, this sort of concept of, of making money. Um, you know, I did not grow up in a, uh, a Christian home. Um, and so I didn't have some of that, uh, some of that background growing up. And so it really took me learning and understanding that that paycheck that I was getting every week wasn't because of me. It was because God had provided that job for me and God was providing that paycheck for me. Uh, and I did not understand that. Um, and so it really took figuring that out, first of all, and then realizing, so and I'll be, I'll be very honest with you. I, I make less money right now 
than I have ever made in my adult life. I mean, since the time I was a teenager. Um, However, all of our bills are still paid. Um, You know, yeah, there's not that, you know, comfort zone area there that we once had. Um, But like like you just said, I mean, we, our family eats every day. Uh, We have a safe place to live. You know, our our kids go to school. So, I mean, our our needs are provided for. Um, And uh, and even those things, you know, my, my wife and I still get to go out on dates and stuff like that. So, uh, you know, everything that, that we need has been provided for. And uh, I, I can only say that that's through prayer and just trusting God. Um, there's, there's no other way to explain it because I'm not, you know, I'm not making that money anymore. Well, you know something, James, the, the Bible explains exactly what you just said. And it comes out of Hebrews 11 and 1. Now, faith is the confidence in what we hope for and the assurance about what we do not see you didn't see where this is going to right. go and you don't see it daily yeah. but you are an example of one as many do that walk in faith hear the voice of god and that's what god honors he honors that i mean you yeah. stepped up to that house the first time with two people and what did you do you could have freaked out and said i don't want to be in ministry <laughs> I, I quit i quit you can't quit you're a volunteer come <laughs> right. on man no but you stepped out in well, faith you prayed and it worked and i think there's there's two things there's there's, there's you know one is that you, you have to have the, I think you have to have that clear understanding that this is God's call in your life. You know, right. This is one of those areas, um, my whole life, pretty much every decision I've made in regards to work, I have second guessed, third guessed, 27th guessed, you know, <laughs> um, I just, I never knew. Um, this, I know, like I have no doubt in my mind mm. that God has called me to do this. Praise God. And now so let, I think that, Go ahead, I'm sorry, James. Um, and another thing I was going to say is just that from a, uh, from a planning perspective, you know, I was always kind of a planner and, and wanted to see things, you know, 20 steps out. Um, but the, you know, the Bible also says that, uh, you know, God's word is a lamp to our feet. And if you've ever walked with a lamp, it doesn't show you a hundred feet in front of you. It shows right. you maybe That's three good. or four That's feet good. in front of you. So you're only getting, you know, kind of one step at a time. And so, uh, I mean, that's been another kind of learning curve for me is just saying, okay, God, I trust you. What's the next step? Uh, And just taking that one step at a time and not having that big plan of saying, okay, I know what's going to happen 30 steps from now and 50 steps from now. That's that's Abraham and Isaac, right? I mean, not knowing that God was going to provide an out in in God. There was a test there. And, and James, you know, being around you for the years I've been around, brother, you, you, you are passing the test, you and your wife, Jill, and your, and your kids. And I love how God's using you. So last year was our busiest year ever with Eight Days of Hope. We're in Houston rebuilding, what, 1,100 homes on three different eight-day trips. It was, it was the biggest, by far, largest volunteer effort ever in America. Um, go to our YouTube channel, Eight Days of Hope, and watch those recap videos. It's pretty cool. Um, see some of those God stories there. But but Hurricane Florence hits North Carolina. Hurricane Michael hits Panama, Florida, Panama City, Florida. And we have two rapid response managers, uh, Dan Garrick and Chris Childs. And, and these guys were going nonstop. And we reached out to you and said, hey, James, we, we seen, we've seen you lead. Um, you lead in excellence, not perfection, none of us are, but, but you, you lead in excellence, honoring the Lord with every step you take. And you know, can you come and, and, and spend some time leading these volunteers on a rapid response trip? Um, tell the listeners, um, we've got about four or five minutes, but tell the listeners a little bit about that journey, where you led, um, how it was leading, and maybe some of the things that you saw and learned while you were there. 
Yes. Uh, yeah. North Carolina was, was a great trip. Um, you know, one, we had a terrific post church, you know, uh, oh, yes. the Garber United Methodist was just incredible. They gave us a beautiful facility to stay in and, and work out of. And so, uh, that was definitely a huge blessing. Um, and yeah, so, so jumping into that where I was going from, you know, being, uh, you know, a, a part of the team and, and a, a project leader up to, you know, kind of overseeing the whole operation was, was, it was fun. It really was, um, the thing that makes it so fun, I think, is, is the spirit of the people that come to volunteer. Mm, um, we, you know, we get people from all different backgrounds, um, all different uh, you know, religious affiliations and stuff like that. You know, it's not like everybody's a Baptist or everybody's a Presbyterian. We get, you know, Presbyterians, Baptists, Catholics, non-denominational, you, you name it. You know, those folks come out to, uh, to serve. And so really see, being able to witness, you know, the, the big C church come together uh, with one purpose and sharing the love of Christ with, with the people they interact with is just incredible. Um, and I think through that trip, um, you know, I really was able to, I think really that, that helped to solidify this call and knowledge that, Hey, this is what God has called me to do. Um, we had an incredible time off the top of my head. I don't remember how many homes we worked on, but I know it was a a lot of them. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, even through the struggles, you know, because anytime you do a, a large event like that, and especially when we had, you know, we had crews, of course, in North Carolina, we had crews working simultaneously in Houston, uh, and then toward the end there, simultaneously in Houston and in Panama City. So anytime when you get, you know, multiple operations going on like that, you're going to have, you know, a few struggles and a few miscommunications. Um, but the, the beautiful part about it was that even in those times, you could see God in it. You could see that, hey, this is something that he's using for ultimate good, uh, even though right now in our, you know, in our worldliness, we kind of feel like it's a little bit of a struggle. Um, just an incredible opportunity there. And then to see, you know, in the evenings, we would always, uh, the team leaders that were going out would always invite the homeowners to come have dinner with us back at Garber. And, and to see those families come in and uh, to be able to talk to them and hear their story about, you know, what happened during the storm, how they how they felt, how they, you know, they had lost hope. And then when they saw, when they got that phone call that somebody was coming, you know, several of them told me, yeah, we got a phone call. And kind of thought, yeah, right, these people aren't going to show up. Um, and they would say, but, but then they did. Like, we would get this knock on the door or we'd get a phone call and say, hey, we're five minutes away from your house. You can meet us. Because uh, a lot of these people weren't, you know, weren't back living in the houses yet because of all the damage. And so, uh, you know, to see, and literally as they're telling me these stories, you could just see their face and the weight just lift off their shoulders. Uh, you could see kind of the, the joy and hope coming back into their into their lives uh, through the volunteers that showed up and been willing to serve them and been willing to you know step out of their comfort zone. You know, because a lot of the volunteers we get they're not professional contractors. This isn't what they do on a daily basis. And you know, some of them are accountants or you know librarians or school teachers or you know whatever they may be. Um, all kinds of different backgrounds there again. And so. You know, when these families experience somebody willing to step away from their life and come sacrificially serve them, uh, that is that is an incredibly powerful Amen. moment that truly restores their hope. Amen. So, James, let me ask you, because as I'm sitting there listening, it's an incredible, incredible journey from where you were and throughout the years, and then God places you as a leader. And this is just kind of a, for somebody out there is probably thinking, uh, maybe God's talking, talking on my heart for a, a leadership. What, what do you do in this? You're the point man. You're the ones that they come to, the two people with differences, or you, how do you 
How do you settle some of those things? How do you how do you react to those moments where you got to say something that's yeah, gonna yeah, make James, somebody? <laughs> yeah, James, teach us. How, how do you handle those things, James? You've, you've got two minutes, brother. So speak quickly because yeah. uh, we all want to learn. Yes. Wait, wait, wait to throw the easy question at me last. <laughs> <laughs> well, we, uh, we we did give you the 120 seconds to answer it. So go yeah. ahead, brother. That's right. That's right. Um, yeah, you know, you, you just have to. First of all, you know, you just have to talk to people and communicate. I, I think most. Most issues come down to a little bit of a communication breakdown. Mm, that's right. um, and so, you know, when those things happen, you know, just get, get folks together, um, start out in prayer. I think that that is just the, the like ultimate that. key to it. You know, taking that time to, to ask God to come into this situation, open everybody's eyes, open everybody's hearts and minds, and just, hey, mm. God, let us, let us view this as you view it and, and come to mm. the solution that that's glorifies good. you. That's good. Um, and, 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 you know, when God gives us his word, right, I mean, he gives us instruction in, in Matthew 18, you know, there's going to be conflict in life. I mean, you know, mm-hmm. I've, I've been married Absolutely. for 34, 35 years, and, and, and we've had conflict. And, really? And Mike, I, I didn't think yeah, that. Yeah, once or twice, we've had a couple of conflicts. <laughs> but there's a way to handle conflict. And I yes. think, what, you know, how James leads and Chris and Dan and, and, and you know, Mike, I've seen you do it. Um, sometimes things can get a little bit interesting, but if but if you pray right. and you come in with the right heart, that's it. I will say this: we, we need to nail our pride to the cross. That's it. You that's know, it. Be, because yes. you have a contractor coming from New York, serving with a contractor from Texas, serving with somebody in West Virginia, and right. sometimes they do things differently in certain parts of the country. Mm-hmm. And so you might have to submit to somebody else. Knowing that the yes. way you do it is not the way we're going to do it there, yes. and so James, I love your heart and the other leader's heart. Uh, how, how you guys handle that, um, James? We got sixty seconds. What's next for you, brother? I know we're in Arkansas right now. Uh, Buffalo's coming up this summer. Uh, do you have any big plans here in the next six eight weeks, or where are you going? I don't even know where you're going. Where, where are you going, brother? <laughs> so, well, a- actually, right now I'm sitting in a, uh, a hotel down here in Houston, getting ready to get on a flight back home. Uh, I was down here helping the long-term recovery team for a few year, oh. for a few uh, days. Hurricane Harvey. Uh, we did some leadership. Okay. Yep, yep. Still working on Hurricane Harvey. Mm. So we did some leadership training with them, Great. and then uh, we're working on some projects up with them. Nice. And so yeah, then I'm headed home. Uh, we've got a couple projects going on at home. We're working on a a, a deck replacement uh, for a gentleman going through cancer treatment, and then also a, a bathroom remodel mm. for a family that has a teenage son going through cancer treatment. Um, and then I'm headed up to Buffalo uh, here in. Oh Phoenix. yes. Man, yeah. you come to Buffalo. I'm going to get you some sponge candy, brother. <laughs> Give you some chicken wings right. and then sponge there candy for dessert. Hey, James, thank you so much for today. Um, man, I want to say a quick prayer for you. Father, we thank you for James. Mm-hmm. Thank yes. you for his heart. Thank you that he left the comforts of um, what he knew to follow you. And thank That's you right. for Jill and their three kids. Bless them, Father. Give them safe travels today as he travels home. Give them safe travels to Buffalo, Lord. But bless the ministry that you've held given him an opportunity to lead. Father, we love his heart. We love him. We love his bride. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. James, thank Thank you, you, brother. I can't wait for you to come up to Buffalo, uh, one of our out-of-town guests coming to Western New York. If you want to learn more about 8 Days of Hope Buffalo, go to our website. But, James, I know we'll see you then. God bless you, brother. Back at you in just a minute or two. We want to thank our partners, Niagara Gutter and Life Church, for all they do for this ministry called 8 Days of Hope. We'll be back here on Hope Reigns on WDCX. 
Kingdombound 2019, New York's largest Christian music festival, is coming to Darien Lake Theme Park July 28th through the 31st for four amazing days. Experience the best in Christian music with For King and Country, Crowder, Bethel Music, Danny Goki, Passion Music, and dozens more artists and speakers this summer at Kingdombound. Camp on grounds or commute each day and experience all the festival has to offer for the entire family. Find out more and register today at kingdombound.org. That's kingdombound.org. This crazy 2019 winter has done some serious damage to many roofs and gutters across Western New York. If you're one of the homeowners who have been affected, repair your storm damage and prevent future damage with Niagara Gutter, Western New York's premier gutter experts. With almost 60 years of service in the Buffalo community, they provide the absolute best quality gutters and service in the area with incredible prices. Niagara Gutter is dedicated to serving the Western New York community and has excelled not only at serving its customers, but also the community it serves. They work local, help local, and give local. That's why they've partnered with organizations like Eight Days of Hope and the Buffalo City Mission. Call Western New York's leading residential and commercial gutter provider at 695-3500. Mention Eight Days of Hope to receive a 10% discount on your gutter service. Or check out their website at niagara-gutter.com. Niagara Gutter, Western New York's leading residential and commercial gutter provider. Eight Days of Hope has traveled the country loving and serving families by helping them rebuild their homes for free after a natural disaster. Now, Eight Days of Hope is launching a new initiative called Eight Days of Hope Buffalo. This eight-day outreach will be serving 100 families with the repairs of their homes in the University District in the city of Buffalo. From July 19th to July 26th, you'll have a chance to experience Eight Days of Hope with your friends and volunteers from around the country. Please go to 8daysofhope.com to learn more about this outreach. 8 Days of Hope is a family-friendly ministry. There'll be something for everyone to do. We need skilled volunteers who know how to paint, do carpentry work, roofing, flooring, plumbing, and electrical work as well. We'll also need less skilled volunteers to help with landscaping, cleanup, and with our feeding team. 8 Days of Hope Buffalo from July 19th to the 26th. Come and serve with us for at least three full days and enjoy a free day the following week at Kingdombound at Six Flags Darien Lake. Again, for more information, go to 8daysofhope.com. Welcome back to Hope Reigns. To join Steve and Mike, call 716-883-5000 or 1-800-684-2848. Well, back at you here on WDCX. You're listening to Hope Reigns, a broadcast of eight days of hope. Steve Tiber, Mike Fell, boy, James Roberson, 516 Project Ministry. Mm down in Fredericksburg, Virginia, one of our 152 leaders of, yes. of Eight Days of Hope. In Houston, he'd been there all week training people yes. for, for the next disaster, how to respond in the rebuilding process of Hurricane Harvey. Quite an interesting guy. Just the whole process of how he, what he was doing, being a, a firefighter, when working on a family business, and then now you're standing, uh, leading crews and standing on roofs and getting all those, that kind of j- job done. It's just incredible what think, God does. Think about that, Mike. He's in a music shop, right? You know, renting out <laughs> instruments, giving lessons, mm-hmm. and he walks into his mom and says, I'm out of here. And she says, okay, honey, I'll see you tomorrow morning. You no, know, Mom, I don't think you understand. I'm really out of here. Oh, um, I know my. they've got a great relationship. And, and he and I talked probably for about two years, and we were just standing in the gap praying for him that God would show him when. Now, I, I didn't see it playing out that you go to bed at night and then in the morning, but sometimes that's how God speaks. It is, and we've all experienced some of that. The, 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 that, that made an impact. I mean, I, I had to talk to my mother-in-law once, so I'm, I'm going to 
you're going to play a guitar and you're going to go into to ministry and what you got you got a house you got a yeah, yeah. I, I, I know that I'm nervous enough now but we all you've experienced that Steve yes. I mean you left yeah. the corporate world but God is faithful we would not be happy in life and anything we do if we didn't answer that call. Sure. And it is a step of faith. We need to take that step, and God will bless it. I've had people ask me. I, you know, I left the corporate career what two years ago in five months, and and I had worked thirty years, Mike, to to earn wow. that real fancy title that was on my card. And mm-hmm. and I don't say that pridefully, but God, you know, gave me an opportunity to lead um, a, an amazing organization with amazing people. Mm-hmm. I say lead because you know we worked as a team, of course. That's right. But you know, I, I know what James is going through. Where you wake up one day and, and you don't have health care, mm-hmm. and, and now you got to find health care, and it's not being subsidized. I know what it means meeting with a donor saying, "Hey, would you consider praying for my family or maybe even financially supporting us?" You know, yeah. it's easier for me to ask for dollars for eight days over than my own family. Right. And yet, James, you know, he's one of our best missionaries of raising support. He, he he does the right thing. He sends out letters and gives out postcards. He speaks at churches. Go to globaloutreach.org. That's a ministry based in Tupelo, Mississippi. Our national headquarters is built on the property right next door that they donated to us. 60,000 square foot, beautiful building. Mm-hmm. Um, but, but learn more about the missionaries. Uh, and if you're interested in becoming a missionary yes. with Eight Days of Hope, yes. we have a video on our YouTube channel and the next training time for missionaries is in September. Okay. So if you want to become a missionary with Eight Days of Hope, and you can serve 140 days a year, maybe you're semi-retired, retired, or maybe you own your own business and you have a lot of flexibility, reach out to us. We'll send you some information this week, an application. We'll send you a video. Uh, you go to three days of training, and uh, at that point, um, man, we will just wow. pray you along the way of making that decision. It doesn't get any better than that. I mean, all you have to have is the desire, the desire, the call, and this is a tool to get you la- launched in the right direction, and that's so helpful. And the point of me saying that I left the corporate world, the point I forgot to make is that there's been no regrets. Absolutely. You know, there are people coming to me, you know, I mean, I used to fly first class and, you know, I, I didn't have to sit in the middle seat, you know, back then. <laughs> you know, you know, I stayed at probably a little bit nicer hotels that, that, that sometimes yeah. I stay at now. But you know what? I guarantee you, James would say no regrets. There are no regrets. Absolutely. When God's in something, mm-hmm. it might not look like the right decision in the world's eyes and some people's in the world's eyes. But if you know you're walking with the Lord, Mike, there's no better place to walk. And sometimes family doesn't understand, but Mm. then you start taking those steps and just loving on them and continuing to do what God's called you to do. They come on board. Mm. They'll see it. Again, if you want to become or learn more about becoming a missionary with Eight Days of Hope, there's 24 of them now, and many of them will be in Buffalo, New York at Eight Days of Hope, Buffalo, July 19th to the 26th. Check that out. Yes, there wasn't a natural disaster here, but every year somewhere in a district in the city of Buffalo, Eight Days of Hope is going to lead the local church and the local businesses and families and individuals, and we're going to love serve people in need. And I know, Mike, you'll be there as, as well, hundreds if not thousands as well. Absolutely excited. Cannot wait. So listen, yeah. there's still time, m- plenty of time. Get to the website, sign up, let us know you're coming so we can uh, prepare. Yeah, five, oh. five weeks from today. Wow. Five weeks from really? today. Hey, continue to pray for the uh, volunteers serving in Arkansas. Mike, you've been on those rapid response trips. We've yes. got a couple of minutes left. Mm-hmm. Um, is there a story? Were you at the place in Panama City? I don't know if you were there that day, but they were they were doing work for a gentleman who was a shut-in. He hadn't left his home in, in right. many, many months or years because of mm-hmm. health issues. And, and on a Sunday morning, the, the, the volunteers had church. 
But then right. they did something. Are you aware of that story? Can you share more about it, or do you want me to keep it, going? Yeah, I believe that's a story where I think uh, Rob East yes. came in. He brought his guitar, yes. and they brought communion and a service to this guy who was not able to get out, and I don't, I don't know how long, but uh, it was just a, a tear-jerking, beautiful God moment that they went to his house and uh, had, had a service with him. He had not been to church in years because the church doesn't normally come to your home, right? right. And, and again, no leader said, hey, guys, let's do this. One of our worship leaders, Rob East, and some of the volunteers said, hey, that guy we've been serving the last week, man, we've fallen in love with this guy. And, you know, he's bedridden. I mean, he's in his bed right. 24-7. And, and I saw pictures and I saw a video, and here I am, you know, the ultimate day-to-day leader of eight days mm-hmm. old. I wasn't in Panama City, and I saw the video, and I was, I was, I was at a stoplight. Yeah. Mike, I had to pull over. I mean, I was sure. weeping. Sure. Tears of joy Absolutely. that the body of Christ uh, followed the lead of the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. And even though they had worked physically on this man's house, they realized that they needed to bring that spiritual uh, joy of 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 worshiping our Father and and, and sharing His Word and then doing communion. But see, that's the heart of the volunteers that come to Eight Days of Hope. Mm. They see beyond the the hammers and nails, and they're always looking for that moment and and that opportunity. And it's not it's not hard to see and not hard to find. That's why that's why we're in these different areas. Yes, to build the homes, but to build the hearts and lead uh, help people, you know, in, to to Christ, point them to Christ. Amen. I'll never forget, you know, we've had the chance to share our three-minute testimonies uh, with families that we're serving, and we've seen so many fall on their knees or or say a prayer and and, and make an eternity decision. We've seen volunteers who've come on a mission trip, Mike, and and they think they know who Jesus is, that he, you know, they have that relationship with him, and then they realize that they're clueless, and they fall in love with Jesus on a mission trip. (laughs) How cool is that? It is the most—it's awesome— Quickly, I remember, I, and Steve, I got to show you this picture sometime. I can't, obviously, in radio, can't see it. My wife, who's just a steady person, not really outgoing, like, come on, let me pray with you. Sure. We're in Panama City, and this lady just came up to her, and my wife hugs her and says, We're going to take care of your needs. All of a sudden, I'm listening to this lady, which is my wife, just take the, the authority, oh. and, and she starts praying with her. But in that picture, just the way the light hit the camera, mm-hmm. it was like a beam of light came down from oh. heaven over the two of them and i said something is happening in both of their hearts that that's awesome. what happens on these trips you don't have to feel like you you got it all together or you're qualified sure. to do sure. it god will qualify you once you get there teach well, you how to do it if you've got some time and you have some either dollars or frequent flyer miles it's free when you volunteer with eight days old but we're in arkansas today we'll be there for at least another three maybe four weeks go to our website the flooding in arkansas is unimaginable if you yes. haven't seen the videos or pictures go to our social media sites but mike i know you've seen them uh and and, and again the next four weeks will be there it's free we provide the food and lodging uh, we're in fort smith arkansas this week probably for another week or two then maybe pine bluff arkansas after that but again you don't have to wait to buffalo there's something for you right now guarantee your life will be changed it will be it will be mike why don't you pray us out we'll close this morning but um great morning with james and um so thankful but father yes father we thank you for well thank you for james and and his his life answering the call teaching us what it's like to to answer the call and and be a a man of faith and you you bless it god i think of the people in arkansas the volunteers that are there now 
Lord, just touch hearts. Bring yes, everyone Lord. close to you. Keep them safe and, and let these homes be rebuilt in Jesus' name. And for Buffalo, God, what an excitement mm. to think that uh, you've allowed us to come to Buffalo and serve a community, uh, serve these 100 families, and lower, believing for even more. Yes, Continue to bring the volunteers in, the finances, everything that's needed to make this, uh, and it is a Jesus thing, Continue, continually to be so. Thank you for this time and the show and just being with us, God. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Man, I love you, Mike. God, I, love you I have so much fun. Thank you, Brad Klein, Niagara Gutter. If you're looking for some gutter needs in Western New York, call Brad, proud sponsor of Hope Reigns. Also, Life Church in West Seneca. Thank you, Pastor Pete. I know that they're sending uh, dozens of volunteers to 8 Days of Buffalo. And Kingdom Bound. We didn't even mention this. Oh. We only got a couple of seconds left. If you come volunteer for at least three days of those eight days of 8 Days of Hope Buffalo, we're going to give you a free ticket the following week to, uh, to go to Kingdom Bound for one day. You pick the day. So if you want to go see skillet come that day for king and country that day and if you want to see mike and i we'll be there all those days the whole whole time time. (laughs) hey thanks for listening to hope rain steve tiber mike fiello Uh, we can't wait to talk to you next saturday but again god bless your week please go to our website eightdaysofhope.com thanks for listening to hope reigns from eight days of hope Come back next week for more God-sized stories from across the country. To listen to this or a previous episode of Hope Reigns, please visit our show archive at 8daysofhope.com. We can run to our loving and compassionate God for strength and healing.